0: Hello and welcome to Middlemorph Millennials, the podcast I started to force my friends to read Animorphs and yell at them about the books. My name is Morgan. And my name is Kate.
1: And my name is Jason.
0: And we can't tell you who we are or where we live or whatever the book says. (laughs) I'm just going to not look it up.
1: Because you freaks would find us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I don't want to get doxxed because I know how Twitter is. (laughs) Uh, So we're just picking up with part two of book one, The Invasion, today. So let's get into it. Uh. So... (laughs) <laughs> okay. I This next scene. So Jake goes, over, he does his chores. They have a little bit about how he mows the lawn on Saturdays and he goes over to Cassie's place. She lives on a farm. They have a bunch of horses and a cow, but the barn is the wild hi- wildlife rehabilitation clinic, which is run by Cassie's dad and her mom works at the gardens, which is a, a zoo slash amusement park. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. She's living my
2: dream life and... uh. <laughs> can't uh, yeah cassie really should have just narrated this book i
0: mean it would have been so much more interesting her life is is the most interesting to be honest no seriously
2: like i don't really quite care about the four other characters but cassie <laughs> like she has it going on there's uh there could be so much more oh my gosh yeah just so much more <laughs> development and fun like interesting things going on than a kid brooding about his older brother yeah
0: And uh, Jake in the narration says, Cassie has everything from porcupines to polar bears, which is such a convenient plot device. Also, Oh, oh you need access to animals? Here's the animals.
2: Yes, oh. it, it was very convenient, very well-placed. Also, yeah. if you could cross-morph a polar porky bear, that would be a very good animal <laughs> to fight the hork Oh, yeah. Now I mean... you're
0: just creating avatar animals. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> naga. Naga.
2: Abu. Naga. But,
1: like, for reals, though, like, do the porcupine. Everything that fucks with the porcupine
0: and I I do like how they could have just been like well she works at a zoo or whatever like her mom works at a zoo but I think it's fun how they're like no it's a zoo amusement park there there will be shenanigans don't worry about it
1: (laughs) it's discovery kingdom
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah or like it's supposed to be like it's called the gardens right and that's what bush gardens is so which is an east coast thing I don't know somebody tell me about it We're Californians over here. So Jake gets there and Rachel throws a newspaper at him that says something about a disturbance in the construction site the night before. And it said several people had called in claiming they'd seen flying saucers followed by bright lights. And the cops are looking for, like, who is responsible. And Jake says, cool. So the cops know about it. That's a relief. And it's like, honey, honey, please, please put two and two together. (laughs)
1: Well, for once, you know, thankful for Marco for the next couple chapters, because as much as he's a dick, he's at least pushing Jake to be like, oh my God, you are stupid.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, like Marco is definitely the the brains of the operation out of those two. Uh, (laughs) So Rachel's like, keep reading, you idiot. And so apparently the cops showed up and they said it was idiot teenagers playing with fireworks. And the teenagers ran away. The police are offering a for, reward for information on the teenagers. And Jake is like, why would the police be? I mean, why would they lie?
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honey, <laughs> good to see you here in the year 2021. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not your friends, kids.
0: Did you mention Don't talk
2: to the cops. Did you mention that Cassie was already morphed into a horse when Jake arrived, and she can morph in and out of uh, animal form with her clothes on?
0: Yeah, so they have like a little conversation before that. Like Jake doesn't know where Cassie is at this point. Oh yeah. So uh, I, I just wanted to point out a couple more quotes before we get there because it says Marco laughed his sardonic laugh. Let's see captain brilliant. Would it be because the cops are controllers? And Tobias says probably not all the cops and this statement has oh not aged well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not all apples are bad apples.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh oh, sorry. I realized Cassie shows up right after the cop was there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well right before, right? So Well
1: because the cop comes and Cassie is in the middle of morphing. And they have to cover her up yeah. because they don't want the cops to know. And then the cops are interrogating them. And obviously they push past them And then they see Cassie fine. So she can seems to be able to move pretty quickly with her yeah, clothes. Yeah, and with clothes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, before that, we get a little bit about Marco's backstory, his dramatic backstory. Uh, how he's, like, super hesitant to get into this, like, fighting the irks because his mom died two years ago. And this quote says, She drowned. They never even found her body. Marco's dad lost it big time. He totally fell apart. He quit his job as an industrial engineer because he couldn't handle being around other people. Now he was working as a night janitor, barely making enough to support Marco. He spent his days sleeping or watching the TV with the, with the sound off. So he's like, my dad will die if anything happens to me. Like, he's the only hanging on for me. So that's why he's very hesitant. It's not that he's just a coward. It's just that he is like, I can't die.
1: Which it did bring, like, context. But I was sort of just like... For plot sake or like guys, stop being stop being this guy. Stop resisting. Just just dive into it.
0: We need to have our Socratic dialogue. Like, pretty much a lot of this series is them like disagreeing about things, which is really interesting how quickly they kind of like flesh out the main deal that everybody has, like their character trait. And I think I've been watching a lot of Law and Order recently. And they try and do this, but it's, like, never consistent with the characters. And it's always, like, a bunch of bad takes. Whereas this series, like, what Marco's saying is valid. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Cassie's a horse. <laughs> she starts demorphing. The cop shows up. They all cluster in front of her. And he's like, "Um, are you guys hiding something? Because you look like you're hiding something. And then they go apart. And uh, Cassie's already human because she's very good at morphing. And... The cop asks them about the kids at the construction site, and they're like, No, we haven't seen anybody. Um, And he invites them to the sharing again. (laughs) Check it out, kids. Cult, 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 (laughs) cult. You know, it's good (laughs) when the
2: cop that's trying to interrogate you also invites you to come to his cult.
1: (laughs) Not to be like weird, but like if a high schooler and a random adult be in the same community organization (laughs) i don't know it's it's like a red and it's a social organization it's a little bit of a red flag yeah and that stands for religion because all religions are cults, but you
0: know (laughs) (laughs) i think they're trying to make it seem like the boy scouts but like more loose and fun like not as structured but yeah it's weird so uh are like, okay, let's vote to see whether we should do this, and we get like all of their positions. Tobias is like, I vote we do what the Andalites said, we fight. And Marco's like, you've never been in a fight. You can't handle the punks at school. Now you want to kick butt on that Visor 3 freakazoid? freakazoid. <laughs> Which That's your 90s Lang. slang. Tobias said nothing but a blush spread up his neck. I vote with Tobias, Rachel said, giving Marco a dirty look. I wish we could dump all this on someone else, but we can't. Get that bonding. Oh, Rachel, Rachel
1: totally Rachel totally has a crush on Tobias, and yeah. Tobias now has power. Of course he wants to use it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah. I, I noted the sweetness between Rachel uh, being kind of protective and just, you know, giving Tobias support. Obviously, he doesn't get that very often in his life, especially not from, like, Jake or Marco, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just, like, let him hang around. Yeah,
2: just, you know, in their good graces, but not necessarily treat him respectfully. But Rachel actually mm-hmm. gives Tobias respect, which is really sweet.
0: Yeah. And so they agree to sleep on it. And Marco and Jake go back to Jake's house and start playing a video game called Dead Zone 5, which I don't think is real. <laughs> on And they're using a joystick on the PC. So I definitely don't uh-huh. think it's real. Um, <laughs> and to, uh, Tom comes in. And is like, oh, hey, can I play that game? And he's like, Jake's like, wow, Tom hasn't asked to, like, hang out with us in a while. And so he plays the game for a little while. And uh, then it's like, hey, have you heard anything about those kids shooting off fireworks at the um, construction site? And they're like, no, we haven't heard anything. And he's like, all right, gotta go. He doesn't mention the sharing this time, which is good. That probably would have been a little too extra. And... So Tom leaves, they're in Jake's room, he leaves, he closes the door, and Marco, being the actual smart one, is like, yeah, Jake, your brother's a controller. <laughs> yeah, them. yeah,
2: thank God for Marco.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then Marco punches, or Jake punches Marco in the side of the head. Marco dodges the punch, Jake trips and falls on the ground, so Marco throws the bedspread over him and sits on him, which I'm surprised that Marco's an only child, because that is a sibling move right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I just like Jake. Jake threw fists really quick. <laughs> just like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, we're no discussion. How dare you? Yeah.
0: yeah. There's no way. Not with all this evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he kind of lays it out for him, and he's like, "Well, maybe I'm wrong." And he's like, "Yeah, he's not a controller." Mm. Yeah. Um. So then Tobias shows up as a red tailed hawk, which. The Animorph subreddit is 50% red-tailed hawk gifs and videos at this point. <laughs> um, he kind of, like, bats at the window until they let him in. And then we get a reminder. Jake says, more fact, Tobias. You know what the Andalite said. Never stay in any form for more than two hours. Oh, and God. he hesitates, but he demorphs. It takes three minutes, which is long. That sounds like a long-ass time. Dang. Um, yeah, actually. And so... He's still naked so jake gives him some pants and a shirt and then we get our first mention of thermals is this a thing morgan <laughs> yes it is okay <laughs> T- tobias is like i was riding the thermals and he's jake's like what's a thermal and tobias is like that's when there's a warm air rising up from the ground it forms this cushion under your wings so you can just float up there like a mile up just surf the thermals um that's what my animorphs tattoo is gonna say just kidding <laughs>
2: Is it going to say riding those thermals? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> with the hawk. <laughs> so Tobias is like, I acquired a hawk uh, with a broken wing from Cassie's parents' place. And Jake, being an idiot again, is like, how did you fly if the hawk you f- from was injured? And Marco's like, dude, DNA isn't broken. Just the wing. And uh, then we find out what Tobias learned from that Vulcan mind meld thing that the Andalite did, he is like, oh, I was hoping, I was flying around hoping to find the Yurk Pool. It's where the Yurks live in their natural state. Every three days, a Yurk has to leave his host body and go to the Yurk Pool to soak up nutrients, especially chondrona rays, which is basically, like, what they would get from their sun. So they have, like, basically, like, a tanning bed version. Or, like, you
2: know, like, an orc nursery or something, essentially.
0: (laughs) So that's, like, their weakness. And... Marco just continues to be a douchebag to Tobias, being like, oh, you're suddenly a hero now. And he's like, maybe I just found something worth fighting for.
1: I don't know, but that's a strong statement.
0: Okay, so Candorna rays. Candorna rays Kondrona are rays. what they would normally get from their son, like a Superman thing. except reverse, I guess, because it's their weakness. So they need to eat these Condrona rays, essentially soak them up um, in the Yerk pool every three days. Otherwise they die. And then Marco, Tobias suggests they find the york pool and blow it up. And Marco's like, hey, this sharing probably has something to do with controllers. And Jake gives the shocked Pikachu face. Yeah, you don't know. It could just be a human (laughs) cult. Because he can't figure anything out on his own. So they agree. Okay, there's a meeting of the sharing tonight that the cop and that Tom invited them to. So they're like, okay, let's go to the beach. Four of them, Jake marco tobias no jake marco cassie and rachel are gonna go in person and tobias is gonna go as like the eye in the sky
1: which is you know great you know he loved being that hawk so but the beach so that's where i'm like okay so ocean i assume not lake beach so getting my idea you know where the coastal
0: mm-hmm. yeah this so much happens in this book i've got like 12 different sections so they go they play volleyball eat barbecue have enjoy the bonfire And then Tom gives Jake this, like, mysterious speech about how when you become a full member, your whole world changes. And, you know, it's really great to be a full member. And then Jake's narration says, at that moment, something weird happened. I was looking at Tom and he was smiling at me, but then his face kind of twitched. His head started to pull to one side like he was trying to shake his head, only he couldn't quite do it. For just a split second, there was a look in his eyes, scared or or something. He was looking right at me, and it was like some different person, some scared person, was looking out of those same eyes.
1: And it's he was a back cult.
0: to <laughs> Let me out of this cult. So then uh, Jake morphs dog to sniff around uh, the members-only meeting area and finds out that their assistant principal Chapman is a controller, Tom is a controller, and they are like, Tom's like, well, I think it might have been my brother Jake. And so I brought him here tonight so we could either make him ours or kill him.
1: Big reveal.
0: (laughs) Twist. Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) So I guess like then Jake, you know, is obviously distraught and, you know, lets the dog brain, you know, let him be happy. I felt like this book was very much like, okay, let's use escapism to deal with our sadness and problems. And I feel like there's like these messages of like, this is kind of big for kids (laughs) because they're like, your life sucks turn into something that forces you to be
0: happy yeah i wish you could be a dog that would be super awesome but sucks you have to be sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah basically
2: Mm mhm yeah d uh not making uh being a human sound uh anything great to go back to with every single time they they morph into different things
0: they're like i want to stay a dog forever i want to stay a cat forever i want to stay a bird forever i mean
2: that'd be making it a very interesting series since it goes for another like
0: 53 bucks <laughs> bajillion bucks <laughs> yeah and so then they see the controller spot cassie who is kind of like checking on jake but they see her kind of like around the members only area and she's like i was just looking for shells but the cop is still suspicious the cop that's a controller yeah the controller cop because there's only one cop in this town and he's a controller <laughs> and so then they're like okay well we know that chapman is a controller let's spy on him and Jake's like, Cassie, what do you have that could spy on Chapman in his office? And then we get our cover book, the lizard, the green oh. anole thing. I mm-hmm.
1: loved it. I was like, you know, like in a movie where they say like that the title because it's a picture. I was like, oh my god, they say the title basically with the um with the with the green anole, and mm-hmm. then they actually do say the title later. I was like, they. I'll take a drink <laughs>
0: <laughs> the invasion so yeah now we can talk about our lizard friends yeah
2: um, so the green anoli is uh, this small green lizard uh, that's a tree dwelling species uh, native to the southeastern United States um, but it's also introduced um, to islands in the Pacific like Hawaii and uh, islands in the Caribbean so it's a small to medium-sized lizard, uh, and it actually can change its color from shovel, several shades of uh, brown to bright green. Um, but its habitat range is very interesting. So this kind of got me starting to think, all right, how can we triangulate between this and maybe any other native species that they morph into in where in the U.S.? I mis- yeah, assuming that they're in the U.S. Could be. And so the green anole is native to uh, North Carolina and South Carolina, Georgia and Florida, and then basically along the Gulf coast um, from Alabama to Texas. And then, like I mentioned, also in Hawaii and the Caribbean, but they're also found in Orange County and San Diego counties in Southern California. Uh-huh. So gives us a little broad range to start working with, but to cross reference that, I just looked up also where um, the author, uh, K.A. Applegate, had previously lived. Because sometimes authors use what they know in areas that they knew uh, to kind of write about. And so it kind of correlates to where the green anole uh, lives naturally. So she's lived in Texas, Florida, and California, Illinois, and North Carolina. And she was born in Michigan so possibly uh might be a case of right white, you know um but we can maybe start guessing they might be you know in the gulf course uh, sorry the gulf uh coast Coast. um the carolinas or possibly southern california but i have a feeling it might be more southern uh southeast uh u.s that they this might be centered in
1: i'm gonna call southern california and i was thinking about this because like. Maybe it was an author choice. Like, none of the characters speak with an accent.
0: Hmm. True. Well, that we know of. And, like, well, we'll get more hints later. I won't give anything away. But, like, you know how, like, J.K. Rowling, the author of which we do not speak. <laughs> like, whenever someone has, like, a Cockney accent, she'll write it out, like, really strongly. I feel like this could just be a case of not doing that. <laughs> but, you know... I don't know. They I, I I'm too close to this. I'm like this sounds like Calif- <laughs> this sounds like the central coast of California.
2: <laughs> uh oh, and do you guys want a little bit more information about the uh the lizard? Yes. Okay. Um so the it can change its color from brown to green and uh, that tends to happen obviously when they want to camouflage themselves from, you know, being up in the treetops to being lower on the ground but uh anolis are more closely related to iguanas uh and are not true chameleons even though they're called the american chameleon like colloquially you know i'm trying to say Hello-queen. colloquially but um it's kind of <laughs> having an aluminium uh, like effect right now <laughs> the typical coloration uh Ranges from, like, really rich, bright, bright green uh, to dark, dark brown with little variation in between. And like a lot of different lizards, anoles uh, display um, uh, autotomic tails, so they wriggle uh, when broken off, which is described also in the book. Um, this distracts the predator and helps um, the lizard escape. And then a new tail starts to develop, but the new tail um, contains uh, cartilage rather than bone and will typically not grow back uh, to the same length as the first one. Um, and it may exhibit a marked difference in color and texture from the rest of the animal. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this just definitely seems like a tropical lizard, not like the desert of southern california at least i mean here in san diego we have a lot of like tropical-ish areas and we have parrots who you know used to be people's pets and now have developed wild gangs of parrots i know (laughs) (laughs) so it's possible that he could have gotten this lizard from california
2: yeah well he found he found the lizard uh in the barn with cassie like so the fact that this lizard was like naturally occurring in their area and it just was like inhabiting their barn uh cassie's family's barn that was you know full of animals that need uh help and are injured kind of makes us a, a start to go off of, of where they possibly are setting this uh, story
0: yeah we should get like a whiteboard with a map of the u.s and, like color in where the green anoli is from and then like erase like, as we get another animal, like, see where those overlap.
2: Yeah, yeah, we can we can do that, and we can, you know, get some red yarn out and start, you know, putting up a, a wall full of connecting dots of pictures of animals.
1: I think it's... Now I'm thinking maybe it's Florida. Everything crazy happens in Florida.
0: <laughs> if aliens were going to land everywhere, it's probably Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely slug monster aliens.
1: Okay, so green anoli...
0: Yeah. Um, so like... Jake climbs into his locker and says, I tried to be cool about it in case anybody was watching. And so he freaks out because he's a lizard and kind of is like, go towards the light. Cora's here to eat the lizard, I guess. I have caught her eating lizards before. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake leaves his locker. He goes and follows Chapman down the hallway, which Chapman steps on his tail and he drops the tail and it's still moving around and gross. Oh, and then we get our instance of animal violence in this book, which is that he eats a spider.
1: Yeah, that part was gross. And dun, dun, he's dun. like,
0: it's still moving as I swallowed it. Ugh. Ugh. Um, That's fun. Oh, yeah, he eats the spider, then he drops his tail, and is kind of freaking out. But he's like, I need to help Tom, and follows Chapman into the janitor's closet, which he just so happens to be going down to the Yerg pool right now. So Chapman, like, turns something on the sink and a wall hook and a passageway opens up and Jake can hear faint human cries and smell a strange smell. Chapman walks through the door. Smash cut to. No, pause, 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 pause. Okay.
2: Jake lost his tail as a lizard. When he morphs back, A, Mm -hmm. what is he missing? And B, how wigged out (laughs) is the janitor when he finds a random body part on the floor of the school?
0: (laughs) So... He has no, like, you're completely healed. So, even if, like, he lost an arm or something as a lizard, like, he lost a lizard arm, it would heal. And, same with, like, if he was in human morph and he broke his arm and then morphed the lizard and demorphed, his arm would be healed. Okay. Oh, well, that's convenient. <laughs> and which leaves for some really creative violence later. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Freedom
1: of child <laughs> violence.
2: Oh my gosh, Heck yeah. Because I thought he lost his tailbone or something.
1: Just like a spine on the floor. Yeah, just cool. a spine on the
2: floor. He can't sit for the rest of his life, you know. Deal.
1: I'd rather lay for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so they're later they're at the food court. They're sharing some nachos. Jake's like, I want to eat all of the junk food because I ate a spider. And uh, Jake kind of gives them info. Then they have like their little Socratic dialogue where Marco's like, I don't want to do it. Cassie's like, I need to help people. Rachel says, I have to, we have to do something. And um, then they're like, well, we all have people to worry about. That's why we should fight. And Tobias is like, not me. No one gives a rat's rear about me. And Rachel says, I do.
2: Aw,
0: yeah. Collective <laughs> Yeah. Tobias needs some more awes in his life. And um, so they're like, okay, let's do this. We're going to go save Tom. Marco's like, once we save Tom, I'm done. And then... Cassie gives a nice speech about how in the olden times, people believed animals had spirits that they could call on to protect them from evil. And so that's what they're doing. So she's like, yeah, let's do this. And they make a plan to go to the gardens to pick up some more morphs to get some firepower. And then Marco says, oh, I'm sure we could talk them into letting us in for nothing. Just tell them we're anamorphs. So we get the, the name. Take a shot. They said the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so then they take the bus to the zoo, and Jake is trying to catch up on homework during that time. And we get some cute banter. Cassie gets them in. Tobias is like, I don't need to go in because I I just I'm happy with my Hawk morph, which is kind of foreshadowing, but also I wonder if it's like cause he can't afford to pay. But I don't know, it doesn't say how they, I mean, they, they get said in.
1: That like Cassie was gonna use her at least for her, but I thought she was gonna also try to use it for them as well, like the like her discount because of her parents, or she gets them for free or something. But yeah, no, that foreshadowed like like he's obsessed with that hawk form. He uh, he's in danger, girl. <laughs>
2: um. Also, I did note like uh, Marco's commentary. Like he's he's like quote he's friends with Jake, but
0: he's not a great friend. <laughs> It's definitely the 90s, like, friends, the show style. Like, let's make fun of each oh, other. Oh, just
2: a lot of ribbing not not and show. just not very healthy relationship. It's like Marco said, Cassie, you can turn into a horse. Very few normal kids can do that. It's different for Jake turning into a lizard. He's always been a reptile. Like, <laughs> dude, if anything, that deserved the punch.
1: <laughs> no, He, like, yeah, it's just this is sort where, of like, okay, Marco's in a mood. He's being a cranky. Like, he's, cr- he's cranky pants yeah and yeah i'm with you kate <laughs> it's like
2: it's not how you, you talk know,
1: to that, your friends it's, it's, yeah but it's like it's like you don't need to participate in this marco like if you're not gonna be like a, a positive active force in this like go home
0: positive <laughs> like, animorphs only
2: <laughs>
0: exactly yeah. and we get a little bit more about that later um but i like how cassie's like that's well, the way it works, it is there are these walkways behind all the exhibits. That's how they feed the animals and give them meds or whatever meds or medicines. Sorry, and it's like, duh. But also, I was like, maybe she needs to explain it for Jake.
1: Maybe, Because <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's the um, the, the medical jargon.
0: <laughs> yeah, the med- medical jargon is meds. Ooh, fancy. What is that? <laughs> and so they the first morph they get to is a gorilla named big jim and they they say oh marco you should do it and (laughs) (laughs) i think rachel's like haven't you always wanted to be a big hairy guy marco didn't look like he was crazy about the idea but i knew how to handle marco and he says maybe marco should try something easier for his first morph you know like a cuddly little koala or something that did it koala marco said giving me a dirty look open that door cassie (laughs) um so he gives him an apple and i like how marco's also like I loved your work in King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. which at the time was an old reference, and now it's a new reference again. Did you guys watch <laughs> the movie?
1: <laughs> I did. I
2: did. I
0: feel like it wasn't as good as Godzilla King of
2: Monsters, but it was still fun. It was still good fun. I mean, they could have probably done the movie without, you know, humans in it and just had the two monsters going at it the whole time and been perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> I feel like it needed either like more Godzilla or more Hollow Earth like
2: yeah yes. uh i vote hollow earth because that was interesting
1: yeah with no like no explanations really
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) just let's experience this (laughs) let's also just eat what we got down
0: here so marco acquires big jim and then a uh security guard is like hey you kids what are you doing back here and so they run away and cassie Rachel and Tobias go one way. Jake and Marco steal a golf cart and badly drive away. And so they wander around a little bit. They lose the security guards. They wander around for a little bit. And then more security guards find them. And there's, like, two doors in front of them. They open up one. There's a rhino. So they're like, ah, close the door. And they choose the second door and just go in. They can't see the animal, but they can see a big ladder that scales a 30-foot wall around the enclosure. (laughs) And... Then Marco's like, oh, I know what's in here. It's a tiger. It's right behind you. And so Jake's closest. So he, they're like, okay, acquire him. Because when you acquire an animal, they get quiet and calm for a second. For ten seconds or so. And so Jake acquires him. And then they get chased by a second tiger. But they make it up the ladder. Unite with the others. And head home. <laughs> find out the others just had a chill day of, like, acquiring morphs and stuff. Yeah. I'd be so
1: pissed. I'd be like...
0: Which, we literally only see one more from them which we see later in this book and nothing else so yeah
2: but I don't know. I like this uh, this whole sequence of them being at the gardens uh, and running around. That, I think this was probably, like, my favorite part of the book uh, just because, you know, fun shenanigans. And also, I really want to know about these enclosures. Like, how big are they? Like, you know, are they really, like, catering <laughs> to the animal's needs or are they doing, like, a real rehabilitation center to, like, re-release them back into the wild? Or, oh, I just, there's uh, more questions. So I hope we get those, like, dived into later on.
1: <laughs> I, I always think, like, wildlife animal park in escondido
2: yeah yeah uh i was uh picturing that as well but although i, I thought that one was like more open versus these ones actually had more enclosure-esque kind of it has, yeah i feel it like this balls. is like
0: a zoo a regular zoo or like the san diego zoo mm-hmm. which is my point of reference
1: which by the way if you try to google san diego zoo or wildlife animal park the san diego zoo always takes the google results it actually takes a little bit of effort to find the wildlife animal park yeah It's really. Annoying. Is that not the
0: safari park? Is that different?
1: And maybe they had a rebranding, but like like a couple of years ago I tried to find I was like, oh my God, I like first went to it. I was like, it took me to downtown San Diego. I was like, I oh. wanted to go to Buffo Escanito.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, sorry.. Continue.
0: Um, okay, so they leave and they have like a sequence where Jake's eating dinner with his family and which I, I thought it was funny that they're eating chicken cacciatore. I've like never had that or heard of people eating it. Oh it's no, we're like making it tomorrow night. Oh nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of this? Look?
0: No. <laughs> I,
2: I read that. I'm like, oh cool. <laughs> no, we're making uh, a, kitchen, uh, a chicken toy tomorrow night uh, for dinner. <laughs> we just do that wow. every now and again. <laughs> Beautiful. You got like
0: to. You got to send that picture to me so I can tweet it. Okay. <laughs> I
1: like it, but Ian doesn't like it because of. Uh like the olives in it or whatever. I don't know. He, he's picky sometimes.
0: Does it have capers in it? Seems like some of the capers. Uh, no, uh, you just put
2: olives in it though.
0: Same same. <laughs> um so Jake asks Tom, "What did you what did you say you were doing tonight?" And Tom gives him a dirty look. "Do I have to check in with you now? I have things to do. Is that okay, little brother?" And the dad's like, "A girl, I know these things. I'm a doctor." And it's very <laughs> funny cuz like earlier in the the earlier beginning of the chapter he mentions that his mom's a writer so she hates tv they don't watch tv during dinner and i thought it was very funny that they're like here are my here's my whole family's deal in like 30 seconds
2: yeah yeah just uh easily (laughs) consummation (laughs) it So Tom leaves, he calls the others to be like,
0: he's on the move. And then Cassie's mom says she's not home. She went out to feed some of the animals and didn't come back.
1: I was like, this is why we have cell phones and you keep track of where your child is. (laughs)
2: Because,
1: (laughs) you know, in the 2000s, they get abducted.
2: Red flags uh, everywhere. Also, parents for Cassie didn't like note when the cop came to their farm earlier at all. Uh, And then mom's just, like, okay with talking to this preteen, you know, young boy. Like, oh, okay, I'm reassured that Cassie's okay because, you know, Jake says so. Yeah. And also Jake's parents not cluing in about, you know, Tom uh, talking about the sharing and their ears don't prick up on anything around that. I'm just saying... I mean, classic parents in a, a children's <laughs> book, you know, young adulteries. Uh, but like, uh, kids need to take on and and do what they need to do, and parents don't know anything. But these parents, if you, if you care a little bit. I mean, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like latchkey kid. This is a book came out in 1996, for reference. Which to me, I was like, these kids are so old and responsible. Because I was six <laughs> years old.
1: Oh my god! I was two in 1996.
0: Oh my god! I know. You're a baby. (laughs) So Jake is like, all right, I guess she'll meet. Maybe she'll meet us there. (laughs) Because he's an idiot. He knows something's
1: up. He knows something's up. But he's like, he just does not accept bad things very readily. He like has to be smacked in the face with it.
0: Denial. Yeah. So he rises back to the school. Tobias is already in morph perched on Rachel's shoulder. Jake gets mad because he only has a two-hour time limit.
1: Also it's another interaction of Tobias and Rachel being close too. Yeah. yeah. She rubs
0: her head against him, like, oh nozzle. So cute. Um, they climb into the science lab, peek into the hallway, and see some people heading towards the janitor's closet, and they're like, well, we'll just pretend that we're controllers. But wait, the cop shows up and He's yanking someone along the hallway, the cop, and Tobias confirms with his special hawk eyes that it's Cassie. And I just like to imagine him just, like, holding this hawk out the door. (laughs) Like, look, Simba. (laughs) (laughs) His wings are just, like, flopping out to the side. Anyway. So they are like, okay, we're going to pretend to be controllers. So they go into the closet. Jake opens the door and marco is like are you sure this is just the yurk pool if i see a guy with horns and a pitchfork i am out of here because they hear screams they start walking down the stairs it takes forever to get down there and they emerge into a huge cavern they're like this isn't even like we were thinking it was going to be a swimming pool this is huge there's a lake that's like 100 feet across this must be under half the town they can see earth movers which implies that they're kind of expanding. They see taxons, Hork-Bajir, mostly humans. The yurk pool's in the middle. It has all the yerks in there. And their cages near the edge of the pool that hold humans and Hork-Bajir. Some of the humans screamed for help. Some cried silently. Some just sat and waited, all hope lost. There were adults and kids, women and men, more than a hundred, packed into a cage.
2: Okay, can we pause? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so the cavern also describes that... Like, Jake sees, like, even a little hole at the top, like, and he thinks he sees some stars through it. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that this cavern that they built actually is, like, uh, funneled to outside, and people are obviously screaming there 24-7 uh, as um, the controllers are coming in and, uh, you know, putting their meat puppets, their humans or aliens in cages as the... Uh, slugs slither out of them and go bathe in the pool and then get back into them like all of that commotion going on and there's an actual funnel up to the surface of the earth you don't think other people could hear somehow like maybe screams in the woods or like something if yeah. if it wasn't enclosed it, Yeah, if it was like enclosed maybe but noise like that would carry out there so I just thought it was an interesting plot point is that uh, if they wanted to they could also come down this way through whatever hole is up in the top of the cavern I, later on i feel like it's
1: when i read it i almost interpreted as like a space hole because they have to get like some like cosmic energy rays into the pool or like something. like it's the top
0: of a mountain <laughs> not
1: a mountain but like i meant like like literally like like a hole hmm. like a like portal you know
0: oh. like
1: like this is a ring
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's into space and it's feeding space rays into this molten lead pool to like power the yrks
2: oh that's an interesting take
1: because if it's like under if it's like huge and it's like i feel like because they still described it it's like under the town
2: yeah yeah exactly and it's just like well then why have the liability of funneling it up to the top and other people that are not under control of the yrks uh can hear them
0: not to mention the structural integrity yep <laughs> <laughs> although i wonder if they have like a force field or something that's like holding all this rock up this huge cavern <laughs> just one ancient
2: anxious like a uh, yerk controller just says the architect going okay guys not here don't dig here dig over yeah. here yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and i f- i feel like they kind of retcon that later like they have to dig or something to get into the yerk pool like they don't That hole definitely isn't there later. So maybe they patched it. Maybe he says, I think I saw stars. Maybe he just didn't. Hmm. (laughs) Um, So then they spot Cassie uh, going into the infestation line. um, And they kind of like watch for a few minutes and get their bearings. And they finally see the area for the voluntary hosts, Where they're just sipping drinks in comfy recliners and watching TV.
2: Which is mostly... Taxons, the like centipede like uh grub uh aliens,
0: yeah. But they do say there's humans in Horcoger there too, so some of them are voluntary, so yeah, that kind of makes them sad. Tobias leaves to go do some recon and discovers that Tom is in the involuntary host cage, not a voluntary host. And Marco's like, Jake, promise me you won't let me get infested, like, you won't let them put something in my head.
1: Kill me.
0: And then they get spotted by a human controller and we get our action scene. Rachel morphs elephant which is her first time morphing by the way. Yeah. Which she should have practiced because she's like I did it yay. It's Like why did you guys do that?
1: Not practice at all like and she did it so well thank goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah she starts wrecking house she tramples people. Uh, She fights them off. Give time Jake for Jake to morph Tiger, Marco morphs Gorilla. They open the locks on the cages with Marco's Gorilla morph and start getting people out of the cages. But then Jake has to run because Cassie's about to be infested, which makes me wonder how far away they were that these animals are just like freeing people, but the line is still going, <laughs> like just casually still infesting people. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to I mean, see and- here.
2: They said it was
1: huge. Like, the whole space should have been, like, gigantic. But I feel like maybe because they're, like, mind-controlled to an extent, I feel like they're just, like, I don't know, until I receive orders otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing this because we are hive, we are one, and we are many.
0: (laughs) And so Jake goes and, like, gets towards Cassie. He can't make it in time. So Tobias dives down and scoops out one of the horcadier's eyes. Cute and so cassie breaks free and runs and starts morphing horse looks like everything's going well they're running they're trying to escape then Visor three shows up and says that they're andalites he's like he knows that only the andalites have the morphing power he knows that these are morph creatures so they must be andalites and Oh yeah, now he says I acquired this body on the fourth moon of the second planet of a dying star, and turns into like a hydra that has eight legs, eight arms, eight heads, and shoots fireballs.
1: I mean, this sounds like a great video game boss.
0: Right? Yeah. So,
1: but also like, oh, come on. (laughs) Uh Like...
2: This is where, if they could have just, like, if they're battling him and touched uh, this alien and could have acquired the DNA that way, it'd be so much more equal footing.
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I was like, what animal has ever existed on this planet that could compare to that? Like, like how is a tiger, like, like think of that most ferocious creature you know, tiger, okay, like the biggest creature I have is a blue whale, but it's not about to like wreck this thing. Like even like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a Spinosaurus, which might be able to match it in size. Like this thing is just, I was like, come on. Like this is...
2: I mean, if you did turn into the blue whale, it could splash right into the um, pool for the Yurks and splash them all out and then, hey, no more Yerk pool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't they try that?
2: (laughs) Just like, you know, You jump into a little kiddie
0: pool and all the water pulls out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he turns into this, like, Ghidorah looking motherfucker. And so there's two women who are riding on Cassie as horse and one gets hit and falls off. They make it to the stairs. Rachel has to demorph for the first time and run at the same time up some stairs. And so they are running and most of them make it up or they're running up the staircase and Visor 3 is shooting fireballs at them. And at some point, Tom, like, he hits the staircase and Tom falls. And Jake goes crazy and, like, jumps on Visor 3 and kind of, like, bites at him. And then they all run away. Cassie, Marco, Rachel, and Jake all make it out. Plus the one freed woman, human woman, who is riding Cassie, who we never hear from again. Oh, man. She's like, <laughs> um, she probably,
1: probably GTFO'd. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's like, I'm moving to freaking Whatever. South Scandinavia and, and getting therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's gone. We're gonna she's living her best life. It's fine. Hopefully. Cassie's like, you don't have to worry about that policeman anymore. I don't wanna talk about it. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to him. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Yeah, so Jake goes home. He crawls into bed, and he's sweating and shaking and crying. And he hears Tom come home and go to bed. because Tom was reinfested, which is very sad. And Tom, uh, Jake gets woken up at, like, almost the sun coming up time. <laughs> I've read a lot. What's that? Dawn? Almost dawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's Tobias, who's Hawk morph and jake's like you could stay over if you morph back and Tobiass like i can't jake i had to stay here and hide in the stay and hide in the york pool for a long time i guess this is me from now on and jake cries and you know they kind of end on this hopeful note jake goes to the window and looks up at the stars somewhere up there around one of those cold twinkling stars was the andalite homeworld somewhere up there was hope they'll come tobias said the andalites will come until then i nodded and wiped away my tears yeah, I said, until then, we fight. The end.
1: Man, I mean, we saw this coming with Tobias, but... All right. I feel like he's also happier. I mean, <laughs> comes, like, briefly, but like, he's his parents are dead. He's with, he goes between his aunt and his uncle. Neither of them give a shit about him. He's like, you know, but now he's a hawk. He's going to start aging. He's got a finite amount of years left. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how long do Hawks live? I think it's like 20 years. I thought it was like 12 to 14 years in the wild. Uh, Because like, I mean, obviously he's going to live longer because he's a human and can be safer. He's not going to like fly across the freeway and get hit by a car or whatever.
2: So if he's stuck in Morph as a Ratel Hawk, uh, does he still retain his human consciousness or does that slowly ebb away?
0: We'll have to find out. Okay, fine. Next time on <laughs> Ana uh, Thirty years, eight months is the oldest known red-tail hawk. So, how, how many years? Thirty. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Oldest, oldest. No, like on record, oldest. Uh, okay. Sounds pretty
1: good. I mean, what's life after thirty? <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm living on borrowed time dead. here, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, sixty plus. I'm done. Forget Medicare or whatever. (laughs) Put me down.
2: So also, his aunt and uncle that don't care about him, like nobody, not even a social worker, is going to come a knock to Jake saying, hey, you saw Tobias last where, you know, like no police search won't happen or anything. Like repercussions. Like a kid goes missing.
0: Yeah. The aunt and uncle live in different states. I I think it's implied. So. Mm -hmm.
1: I think across the country
0: yeah so they're just like oh uh hey uncle he went to live with aunt hey aunt he went to live with uncle okay and but just like, uh, neither right, cool. of them um,
2: one of them has to live in this the town that they live in and then... right okay
0: that's how little of a shit they give Alrighty, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right so what predictions or hopes or questions do you guys have for our next book or in the future in general
1: I just want to see some more, you know, how they're going to interfere with the Yerk plan. If they're going to free more people, how large is this going to be? Is the whole series going to be contained to their one town slash city municipality, whatever? I hope Tobias can change back. Maybe um, one of these kids got to die. Like <laughs> that just that just seems like somebody. It's going to be like a big tragic moment. Like some kids going to die. Like it's it's you know like you look at a character like they're going to die. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm just sitting here in the corner, like, (laughs) nodding. Uh, Yeah, Tobias
2: is the... um, Oh, sorry, Andy just came back uh, inside. uh, This last part of the podcast, he's been monitoring the neighbor cat on the fence line outside and very, (laughs) very attentive. (laughs) Yeah, so Tobias is kind of like the Simon in this Lord of the Flies scenario. Very sensitive character that I don't think is long for the world. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Cackle. <laughs> um, <laughs> he outlives all of them. He's I, the only I one.
2: mean, I like him. I would like him to stick around. It'd be great. I mean, honestly, I have no love for Jake at this point, or
0: Marco, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marco's my favorite character as far as, like, I think he's the most interesting once time goes on. Um, although, like, I understand how people like Tobias and Cassie, um... Marco's my favorite. I always liked the funny guy. And then um, Rachel is like my one I most gel with, (laughs) which I don't know what that says about me, but uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, Rachel's... Therapy.
2: uh, Rachel's (laughs) personality should be interesting here in this next book to get to know her better. Um, Because obviously Jake is pretty flat when it comes to describing the people around him.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because, like, these first five books are the ones where each of the characters gets their individual, like, motivation for why why they keep fighting. fighting. Yeah, and Jake got Tom here, so we'll see what Rachel's motivation is. So,
2: after uh, the five, uh, is it still alternating between everybody's point of views?
0: Yeah. The ones that end with one and six are Jake. The ones that end in two and seven are Rachel. Three is Tobias. Four and... Nine are Cassie, and then five and ten are Marco, and then eight is our other character we haven't met yet. Yeah. Oh, secret
2: characters. <laughs>
0: okay. How do we unlock them? <laughs> you read, read, children.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So trigger warnings for the next book. Mostly just cat- a cat gets scared and angry. There's a lot. Actually, less violence in the next one, I think. I'm going off of memory here. I've read these books a lot. Um, So not, like, the next book's fairly mild violence-wise. It's just pretty sad. (laughs) Yeah. There's sad moments. Rachel's
1: Um, inspiration is
0: sad. Yeah. Um, And there's also a creepy guy who tries to pick her up on the street. So Hmm. that's fun. Classic
1: female American experience.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, On the way home from her gymnastics. oh god (laughs) so spoilers all right is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up on our extra long i presume this episode is is longer than we're normally gonna do because first of all i was like freaking out that my notes were gonna be too short (laughs) (laughs) i think (laughs) you're good that's (laughs) it's how i teach too um i'm like i gotta make sure this lesson is 17 hours long um and then also like there was so much detail in this first one you got to introduce all the characters blah blah blah. so
2: yeah and i think uh, i'll condense down here to more solid format as we go on you guys want
0: to add anything before we go predictions <sighs>
1: um i,
2: I, you I don't I... say
0: it on recording it's not real oh. like you don't get yeah. credit for it if it comes true uh, okay
2: <laughs> well and lights I... come back obviously at some point <laughs> 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 i don't know how i guessed that one but i did
0: <laughs> uh Jason, what were you gonna say? I
1: really want to see Visor 2 and 1.
0: That'd be cool. Or
1: visor mm. yeah, I really want to see what they look like. I don't know if that's us I mean it's a prediction they're gonna be in there, but
0: And Visor 4. Oh,
2: oh,
1: okay. Mm. So lots of characters. Um
2: If we're getting down to like visor twelve, at that point I'm gonna give a big eye roll.
0: <laughs> Subvisor one seventeen. <laughs>
1: Shoot the laser into the shaft and
0: explode the Death Star. Ball, <laughs> at one time. There can only be one visor.
2: Uh, I would like to see the kids finally get, like, let alone just Earth animals. It'd be cool if they got alien animals, too. Because yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like at some point within the 53 more books, they might be going up into space.
1: So. I mean, so they gotta get something right because, like that Hydra, that like fleshy, you know, uh, oh, what is it? What do they call transformer like destroyer esque thing, like from the like chapter whatever in the beginning, like chapter three or four. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I said, a tiger. You know, we love our earth animals, but. You know, those alien animals. Those <laughs> they can't guys. do too much, yeah. <laughs> like that's,
2: I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed difficult. the lines of, like, you know, Earth's got some, you know, cars up her sleeve and all that stuff, and, you know, the Birkenstock army that they're forming. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd say uh, going to some other planets and getting some alien uh, DNA uh, sounds like it should happen. And there's a possibility within the span of the
0: content, it might happen. Mwahahaha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. You can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay. You can find our podcast at Middlemorph on Twitter. You can also check out my other podcast called Are You Serious? Are the letter U the word serious pod on Twitter where I talk about bad Reddit relationships and it's super fun. Uh, Kate, where can they find you?
2: Uh, You can attach a lovely message to a uh, carrier pigeon and, you know, tell it to find its way to me. And you know, if it's right, uh, we will connect. <laughs>
1: Misconnections on Craigslist. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> my carrier pigeon got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs>
1: um, nobody cares about pigeons anyway. Um, uh, you can find me at, um, at bottomus underscore prime on Twitter that's
0: we can get yeah and next book we're going to read book number two the visitor which is our first rachel book uh you can find the pdfs on the subreddit the animore subreddit but they also reprinted these so you can find them pretty cheap on amazon if you want to read along with us
1: support your local struggling authors yes or bookstores
0: Yes, absolutely all right everybody say bye bye <laughs> bye, bye. bye.